Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. great because the very first comment on here or the first mm-hmm. one that's shown is americans always use this when anything to do with england is mentioned in a film <laughs> i mean also Shaun of the dead did it so british people are guilty too yeah i'm recording okay um if they were smart they should just call it potify not spotify for podcasts We've been fighting all morning about this. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> uh I just I just don't even know anymore. No. Um yeah, I had no expectations of this film. Best way to go. Uh, I, I when I say no expectations, I mean I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. I barely knew who was in it. I remembered Bob Hoskins was in it and I was like, someone else is in it. I don't remember who the fuck it is. Helen Mirren. Hubba Hubba. Miranov. <gasps> Um, and yeah, that was, wow. This was a fucking movie. There was, it, there was no boring parts. This could like literally from start to finish, this film could have been made now. I don't see anything in it that would have been. The the IRA. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But like nothing like it, it starts yeah, this is a good. This was a good <laughs> fucking movie. I was like, "What?" Yeah, apparently it's, it's shot considered so one well. Of, yeah, one of the best. Cinematography British is films. insane. The fucking meatpacking part. Yeah, I watched the thing from. <clears throat> it was a panel from 2015, which is, I guess, when it got digitally remastered. Oh wow! Well, well, okay. And it had on the panel was the writer, the cinematographer and the guy who played Earl, the the informant that gets slashed on the ass. Oh, oh my God. That was wild. Paul Barber is his name. He looked familiar. I forgot to look him up. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things. I was going to say, he looked super, and he sounded really familiar too. It wasn't yeah. just that he looked familiar. I was like. Mm. At the time, he was in, on, in a production of a play called Sus, written by the same guy. <laughs> That's Sus. Yeah. Sus well, is sus, it's, fam. It's about a suspect, so. 
Oh, damn. And uh, that got made Head into a time. film in 2010 or something. Wow. So I have no idea, but I imagine. Yeah. And I guess we kind of cheated a little bit because this was, I guess, shot in 1979 or well, we produced. Didn't, yeah, we didn't cheat. It came out in 19. We've also done like 2001 no, movies or whatever. So I like just whatever. wanted to come clean. I know. Or be transparent. I'm going to say this. The, our rules for... 80s and 90s films, they're made up by me. It's films that right. I can handle watching. Yeah. And most of the time, if something happened in the 70s, I don't want to see it. Well, and I have an aversion to, to older movies. <clears throat> and it absolutely has to do with being forced to watch them when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, and well, and all, the, all the lovely sexual assault that happens, especially in 70s movies. They love to just rape people. <sighs> they do. <laughs> they love to have lots of rape and then have like a woman's tits out and be like, oh, I was raped. What are you going to do about it? And, Nothing. And then they you fall know. in love. Yeah. And then he like has sex with her immediately after, um, which is true to life. It's what you want immediately after is sex. <laughs> um. Well, it's good. To, we needed to have constraint. A constraint, oh, yes, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think 2000 is a good cutoff for yeah. several reasons yeah. that we've discussed kind of yeah. at length at this point. Well, but I was like, yeah, sorry. You were no, saying, no, no, no. I, I, I was going to, I was thinking last night, I was like, yeah, anything that happened like post 9 11 was like, there was like, a, there yeah. was a major shift in like the way for films sure. were made and yeah. produced and like, and not just like, like in how they were allowed to be like mm-hmm. everything yeah. changed after that for whatever reason. I Who mean, knows? I know why. I know why. But I just mean like even independent films then were just like, well, no, they have to be so severely mm-hmm. traumatic or else they're not going to be in it. Like yeah. you couldn't have. Yeah. There was just like a huge shift. So I was thinking like basically anything like post nine eleven is, yeah. you know, not really something that I'd be interested in watching for the pod. Not because I wouldn't be interested in watching it at all, just, you know. We could do a separate short series <laughs> of covering the media that was banned or, or postponed release specifically because of oh, the 9-11 interesting. Yeah. For instance, I remember that Slayer had an album due out I don't know if it was that very day or around the same time oh, wow. that was Delayed. I oh. certainly it wasn't their choice. Yeah, I'm sure they would have been. What was fine. it called? Was it called like God hates us all? That's perfect. That's the perfect thing. I know. I just spit across the room when I said perfect. I was you yesterday talking to me. Well, just, <laughs> it's like that scene where the widow spits in Jeff's face. Literally. Anyway, uh, get on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Please, slash the. We like doing com. this. Yeah, we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to keep it up. Afford- we'd love to pay rent so that we can keep doing it. Holler. <laughs> It'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, and follow us on social media and share us with your friends. Yes, please spread the word. Yeah, it's Nobody's word of mouth, gonna... man. No one's going to look for a niche podcast like this. No. <laughs> two two homos talking about old movies. I still want to, <laughs> if we any do any uh, local promotion of any kind, be it merch or what have you, I still want to refer to us as Champagne Urbana's premier 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Yeah. We should just put that in our uh, bio. Great. Please. 
Will you send that phrase to me? Because I'm going to forget it. I'm going to forget it. Fruitly. Fruit loops. <laughs> fruit by the fruit by the footly. Uh, ZNK pod and all the things, right? Yes, all the things. I need to figure out uh, TikTok because mm. I can't, I haven't been able to do. I I post everything that we do from from desktop because uh-huh. I have I just my phone doesn't have enough desktop space to, to hold all the things that mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also I don't want to whatever. Anyway, um. Right, and that's another reason to support us on Patreon because yes. if we can have a f- enough amount of our income coming from that, then yeah. we can do extra shit like yeah, which we've always I, we've talked about yeah. since the inception of just like it's really hard reacting to trailers yeah, in real yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. or doing you desperately want to do the thing where one of us has yes is the oh king speech or whatever where <laughs> yes I want to try to guess what the other person is saying. <laughs> We should do movie titles. We should we should try to we should put headphones on and then try to guess mm. what movie title the mm. other person is talking okay. about. All right. Yeah. Whatever. See see all the jokes <laughs> we can do. Uh, no, I didn't actually have anything else to say. Uh, I thought I did. Okay. But um. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this movie. I know. I forgot we watched it. Yeah, you sent me a clip, and I was like, "What's this from?" And I was like, "One of oh the reasons I decided to do it, honestly, <laughs> I I went back and rewatched the beginning because I wanted to be like, you know, connect the yeah. dots because yeah, you yeah. don't know what the fuck is happening." That's a, that's my favorite thing about it is that yeah. all this shit starts happening, and you're like, "Who who?" Are I these was people? trying to figure out. I was and like, I "Wait, that. who is it that <laughs> you know breaks the glass with the machine gun yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. or not the at the, the end. at the end of the beginning?" Uh, yeah, into the window, the guy's counting the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess that's whoever's leaning on them for the money. Yeah. I guess the IRA. I get. I don't know. I, it's yeah. very confusing. There is a lot of, this is what I love about this movie, though, is that a bunch of stuff happens and you don't know how it's connected and you don't know who anyone is and you don't realize until he starts saying like, oh, my friend, oh, this person, oh, that person. Seriously. Oh, that, and you're until like, oh, shit. Until people start dying, you don't yeah, know what the you fuck, don't know, you don't know who well, anybody, there's significance. <clears throat> Yeah, well, like, yeah, but it all happens, like, at once, like, yeah. on the same day, like, a bunch of explosions and, like, They're all this Friday. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's so fascinating, and, yeah, the way it ended was really, I loved that, too. I really did. I know that it went on for far too long, but I was, like, this is bonkers. But apparently it was the first thing shot, and it goes yep. on for so long because the director was... <laughs> was describing the, the movie. The entire plot to Bob Hoskins? <laughs> He was told that it was going to be running continuously for five minutes and that he had to just like sit there for five minutes in the car while it ran continuously. And, <laughs> and it, like, just that's bonkers. Like, I, <laughs> you know, good on him for yeah. agreeing. <laughs> Bob, okay. This is another movie. Like, bless. Bob Hoskins, as as discussed in the lobby, along with all the candy we've ever eaten, <laughs> <laughs> he is like we love him. You know, we're big fans of his. Like R.I.P. All that. Good luck understanding anything he says ever. Like especially like in his older movies. Like I I like no one in this movie. We, we even did, the uh, Americans in this movie. I was like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no one in this movie. Well, and as you discovered in the trivia, it's hard to tell if this was how far this was moved along 
how close it was to actually happening. But presumably for an American release, yeah, they were gonna. They- I, I guess in the Wikipedia article they, on it, they, they named the guy who yeah, it, was no, hired he to do did, it. He did the voiceover. Oh, over. he actually he actually did the voiceover. All of it? And I think I think they were like they, that's the version they were going to release. And Bob Hoskins was threatened to sue mm-hmm. them. But that's they had like filmed the whole thing. I think he found out after the fact that they were going to distribute it with a voiceover for American audiences. And he was well, like, and I looked it up in like not. Wolverhampton or whatever. It's yeah. just. Uh, a, a borough in the Midlands of England. Okay. So they're all like the, you know, on the panel that I watched, they were like, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> I'm just substituting a different accent. You know, I, I fucking love it though. I love Keith kept being like, what did they say? I'm like, no, I don't fucking know. I have no fucking Yeah, I confess idea. that we did put on, we had to go back and put on subtitles for a few what scenes. What he says, a mil- Anytime million? fucking razors speaks. <laughs> what the hell? No. You told the Yanks you controlled it here. Mm. If they're sticking their million million in, mm. first they want to test you do control it. Fraser's such a good name, and it took us so long to realize they weren't calling racists. They weren't so just calling everyone a racist. Yeah. They were like, racists over here. And I'm like, who's racist? I got it once the machete came out, but... I did it. it, it they still, the scene before when they... You said racist, and I right, was like, okay, okay, I'm not the only one that's hearing this. And then it right. took me until she was like, racist over here, and I was like, or whatever, she said something, and I was like... And the only reason I knew is because I looked up on IMDb who everyone was, oh. because, and I saw that someone <laughs> was named Razor, and it took me so long to like realize. And I was like, oh, that guy's name is Razor. And it took me until she pointed and said, that's a racist, and I was like... Who? What are they talking about? And then I was like, "Oh my god, she said fucking race." She's pointing at Razor and <laughs> occupy him. If anything that's necessary, just buy me some time, right? Yeah, uh, I'll take them to Justine's. Terrific. <laughs> Get Razors to book a table. Yeah. Besides being the uh, the the muscle or whatever, he's also the driver. And I love how many times people signal to him to, and how they signal to him to yeah. bring the car around. Mm-hmm. They're just like, mm. <laughs> um, God, this movie was wild. The there was this movie was. I'm not kidding. I I did not expect at. I expected to be bored as shit because I was like, this movie mm-hmm. is from 1980. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a British movie. I'm not going to know what the fuck they're talking about. It's going to have politics that I don't even understand. Well, there's going to have like all this shit. No, nah, I was like, I was like, uh, what, what, uh, what, like the fucking when he and Jeff get into the fight and the fucking when he stabs him with the fucking bottle and then squirt squirt. That was I've never. I mean, even now, I have never seen something look that real. I'm like, how did that look? Yeah, it was really that impressive. Real in 19 fucking 80. Yeah. That was so fucking impressive. Or 79. <laughs> I read a thing that was like saying how they like it got. It was like it, handmade films bought it after the fact. Yeah. After it was made, and they were like, if I'd have known. They were planning on distributing it to television, which is hilarious. Yes. They were like, if I'd have known it was going to be ta- like bought by hand f- handmade films, I wouldn't have made it as violent. And I'm like... Who said that? I, I like the filmmaker or whatever. And I'm like, what? Huh. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, presumably this was a thing that the, you know, the people who funded it did so ahead like, of time. What I think he meant was like, 
in his mind, he would have thought he wouldn't have been able to get away with it. Right. Like, not like he would have made a, a different creative decision, yeah, just yeah, that yeah. he didn't think that it would be something that, they, if he knew ahead of time, he would think that they wouldn't want this mm-hmm. movie. That's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently it got funded before it was yeah. produ- production be- began. And then, you know, when they showed it to the producers, they were like, lost their shit. <laughs> and apparently one of them, who was the main funder, I guess, was like, no way, this is fucking IRA propaganda? They're going to blow up our cinemas? And then the writer was like, okay, if it's propaganda for the IRA, why would they blow up this theater? And the response was, don't get fucking intellectual with it. <laughs> but apparently that was a big that's so, that sounds issue. So with, besides the violence or whatever, like yeah. that was another thing. They wanted to cut out every reference to the IRA in to put it on TV. Oh, wow. Wow. Which like it was, it was, they were trying to put it on, t- on the BBC like yeah. the year after it came out. Like Wow. And at the time, I mean, according to the, uh, writer, like it was a real thing that, like, oh yeah, IRA was really yeah 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 doing shit in London and for sure yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of things here, like the politics of it. Uh, it's one of those where I'm like, oh, there's clearly a lot of history here, and this movie is really saying a lot about certain things that I have no idea about really. Yeah, I, wa- I did watch a thing from '82 or something that was a short little. BBC piece. It was like a guy, Bob Hoskins taking a guy around mm-hmm. that the part of London where it's shot, mm-hmm. and just showing how, you know, like dilapidated it is. Yeah. A- combined with like <clears throat> how developers were predatory and like, mm-hmm. I-, I guess nineteen seventy. He's talking about a big project that it was like, oh, we're gonna, we need a big tower for office buildings, and then we'll build a uh, housing. Uh, you know, like a flats and, you know, and a river walk and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to bring lots of commerce. They built the tower, mm-hmm. started on the flats, um, and then they bailed. Yeah. And they, you know, they could do that, I guess, because yeah. of how yeah. the laws were. And, you know, it's not unfamiliar in yeah, the U.S. Yeah, 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 you see yeah. this For sure. places to get gentrified in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's like, and then he's like taking him around. He's like, there's plenty of places. It like, he said, I don't know how true it is, but he gave some stat that's like, this is the most, uh, here, I wrote it down. There's more derelict land now than there was at the height of the Blitz. Wow. <laughs> I don't know wow. if it's true, but. Yeah. I mean, that was in 1980. Um, well, the thing was 82, so okay, I, don't, okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, but like it was yeah. like 40 years ago. And apparently everybody says this is very pre- uh, prophetic in that yeah. everything has been built up. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, Around that area. Sort of changing the subject, but bringing us back to uh, Bob Hoskins. Uh, Pointy ass ears. No, <laughs> him like the voiceover. Mm. When it showed for American audiences, they had title cards ahead of the movies explaining um, the slang that was used. Oh, like the Cockney slang that they were using. So, like they had title cards. It's not to the, rhyming uh, slang. 
Or, I mean, if it is, it doesn't matter. Like, you get it from the context, I feel like. So, they were, it It was different back then. Like, there weren't, like, the same. I guess same... people weren't as hip, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's just like, there wasn't as much British television. There wasn't as much, yeah. you know, exposure and the internet wasn't a thing and all this shit. People couldn't just ring up someone from England and talk to them. Hmm. Without paying a lot of money. Skype didn't exist, Keith, in 1980. Apparently not even a steady cam existed in 1980. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, and I guess there's a whole thing with the boat. First of all, the interior uh-huh. is all a set. Okay, I believe that. Uh, I mean, I think they built it on, on the, the docks. Boat. Yeah, or, oh, okay. I think, I don't know, I was unclear. But I guess the whole thing with the boat was, it was so they shot, you know, all those scenes were shot of the boat, were, were shot during summer, because mm-hmm. they would have had them in. Um, but at, you know, during summers, anybody in a boat who lives in London is out on the boat. So nobody was, there weren't boats available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they found this guy with a boat. Apparently it was like in shitty condition, but he wanted lots of money because he knew it was for a film. So he's like, oh, you can, you know, yeah. (laughs) And the way they got him, talked him down was... They, they offered had, him a role. No. They had, yeah, basically, they started <laughs> talking him up and like, oh, let's get him a screen test. Have you ever thought about being in a movie? Oh. And it worked. Oh, nice. I, I don't know to what extent, but <laughs> they just I'd kept going it. back to what I'd a big fall. deal it was to get, this guy really wanted a lot of money and <laughs> he was a piece of shit boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fall for that shit. What if we put you in the movie? I'd be like, no, okay. Yeah. You can use my whole body then. <laughs> I'd it's Linda Belcher anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I've man. seen that part. No. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when she's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And <laughs> um, uh, the end of this, too, <laughs> like the fucking derby or whatever that they're at. Yeah, the, the demo derby. Jesus Christ, like, so much happened. Like, honestly, there was like a couple things I guessed, but overall, they, I That is the most 70, uh, 70s ass <laughs> shit, I said, which I said at the time. And boy, am I learning that from... Fucking, the fucking... God, he's just like, goes in to have like a meeting with someone from the IRA, and then they just kick the door down and shotgun him, and then they go flying out the fucking window, and then they like land on a derby car, and then the fucking car gets hit by another car, and then it blows. So good. <laughs> so good. It was so good. You There's... acted like me. You were like, it's <laughs> true. Like the a chud. I was so fucking excited about it. I was, it was so ridiculous. Like this movie was, man, watch this fucking movie. It's so good. I was, I, I've never fucking heard of this. And this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like this is so fucking good. Start to finish. And I'm being serious. Like the cinematography (laughs) is fucking ridiculous. Like the shots that they do, like the meat packing plan. And like at the beginning when they're having the funeral for the guy that dies, who we never meet, but he died or whatever. Um, Yeah. He's in those early, he's in those shots. He's in those, in those scenes with Colin picking up the kid. Oh, okay. 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 He's the guy at the table with them. Oh, but here's what I don't get because if he was hired, was, what I don't understand is 
we see Colin getting off the ferry. Remember he goes down the stairs with the briefcase or the suitcase? That's mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. we see him and he's yeah. coming down the stairs. You have to take a boat to get to Ireland. It's a different island uh-huh. from yeah. Great Britain. Yeah. Okay, was Benson, did he ride with him? You don't see him until he's in the car with Colin. Like, mm-hmm. And Jeff hired him to drive Colin to Belfast I'm, I'm corn fused. I, I I'm conf- corn fused too. Um, corn to beef fused. Corn Ireland. Corn beef. Corn hat. Ha- yeah. But the shot when, at the funeral when like the it's like an above shot and they're walking they're bringing, out the casket like all and then kinds it comes of shit. down. Oh my god! Like, all yeah, kinds of shit like that were so name. like really fucking good. They they did a really good job with like. Yeah, so much of this is just like. Yeah, apparently it's considered one of the the high yeah. points of British cinema. It's a good movie. Phil and Mayhew is the cinematographer. The only uh thing I would say that that is hard about it is trying to understand what the fuck anyone's saying. Other than that, it's a perfect film. <laughs> like, there's no sexual assault in it either. No, there's a scene where he loses it at Helen Mirren and yeah. she falls on the couch and then he's immediately like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's less, no, there's pu- less I think violence. he pushes her, but he doesn't yeah. like hit her. Correct. And like. I was going to she- say, his character in this is more. Yeah. Uh, nice to women than, yeah, than his in character Mona in Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> but I love. By nice, I mean like physically after, violent. Yeah, after this, after this movie, I was like. Apparently there's a reference to Long Good Friday in Mona Lisa. Oh, I, shit. I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Bob Hoskins, get at us. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. No, after this movie, I was like, does he just, like, taking roles where women hit him? Because the scene where he's, like, trying to fight that guy or whatever, I think he, maybe it's Razor, I don't remember. But he's, like, going after someone, and he's, like, you know, attacking them, and she jumps in the middle, and she just starts smacking him on top of the, the head. That's hilarious. Wailing the fuck out of him, just like smack, 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 smack. I'm gonna kill him, right? Oh. Give me that fucking gun, right? Give me that gun, gun. You've got Harris, right? You've got him. Now you use him. You use him to stop this bloody havoc, right? And then he just he then he, they get in the car and he's like all like mm, you know he's he's having sub drop. He's having sub drop. <laughs> he goes into subspace or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, mommy time. But like, yeah, he's like. <laughs> And, like, yeah, like, the scene where he, like, pushes her and she falls on the couch. Like, he doesn't even, like, he's not, like, attacking her or anything. He just, like, gets kind of, like, not rough with her, but he just, like, gets mad at her yeah. and she sort of, like. He shakes the baby. Yeah. I think maybe he grabs her arms or something and she loses her balance and falls on the couch. And then he's just, like, devastated because he put his hands on her. But he didn't hit her. He didn't, you know, like, he was just trying to, like make her look at him kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah. it wasn't, it didn't even feel like it was like violent, even for a seventies movie where, you know, even, well, 
even by today's standards, I mean, like it didn't feel like it was like, cause in the seventies oh, they'd yeah. be like, that was, that was a loving embrace. <laughs> right. The gangster yeah. movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's really fascinating. I can't tell you how much more I like this movie than Kit Carter. So <laughs> I'll just say that. I just kept thinking about that. I mean, they're about 10 years apart, so there's that, but. When was Kit Carter? 71, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Helen Mirren's great in this shoot. Like seeing her, she's Absolutely. so fucking hot. It's ridiculous. I, the part in the elevator where Jeff's like, I want to lick every inch <laughs> of your body. Oh my God. And she's just like, bye. <laughs> I didn't realize, I don't know why. I didn't realize her and Hoskins were actually supposed to be like in a relationship. Oh. So I was like, why did she just like hook you, up with them? You and mean I'm the like, characters? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Harold and Maude or whatever. Victoria. Mm, you're good at names. Yeah. yeah this so is, this is one of those where I don't I don't even know what to say about it because I liked it, so I'm just like, yeah, it was fun. Fucking watch it if you have. Yes, seriously. Um. Well, and here's my analysis. Here's my hot take. Do it. Um. It's not much of a take. It's I. You know. Once I say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> There's so much about uh Harold Shand. <laughs> what a horrible name. Also, who is it? It's he, he goes and beats somebody else up whose name is Harold. And that's so confusing. Oh, it's the guy who I said looked like a cross between uh, <laughs> those two guys. Neither of whose name I can... They go into the bar where the band is playing and and then he his, his gang oh, is the one he puts in the... You said Manny and... and... <laughs> the, the guy from the Simon Pegg movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's true. Anyway, uh, I think his name was Harold. So I was like, what? I know. I know. Anyway. Good it job. might have been. It might not have been. Who fucking good, knows? Good job, Barry Keefe, in naming two Carol's characters. Two Carol's characters. Okay. Hoskins, Harold, gets a few monologues about, like, London Pride, and this is a new era. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're... We're European now, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's so much possibility. I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman with a sense of history. And I'm also a Londoner. And today is a day of great historical significance for London. Our country's not an island anymore. We're a leading European state. You know, and I don't think his character, you know, like if you're complaining about developers and shit, his character is someone who's going to profit from that. He's going to make sure that he profits from yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's kind of the angle he's working is that he's going to build a casino and it's going to be on the edge of this, I don't know, Olympic village or just like a new. And he already has a casino. So he's going to build another one, right? Oh, I think the, I thought I just thought that was the beginning of the expansion or something. Oh, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. Yeah, because he unclear. said how was business last night? And he yeah. said same as usual. No, so I thought true. they were doing business. Already. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but that scene, that first scene with the fucking tower bridge behind him, mm -hmm. so good. I know. Uh, and amazing. <clears throat> and footnote: the cinematographer said that like when they did the remaster. I mean, the the guy moderating the panel asked, like, you know, 
about the process just generally. He was like, well, you know, I probably overstayed my welcome. I was probably too, <laughs> you know, I, of course, as the cinematographer, you go back and you see a bunch of things that you could change to make better. <laughs> and, you know, it just, you can't yeah. remake the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, that shot was one where when it was shot, it's at the beginning of the scene, it's, there's plenty of lighting, yeah. but clouds moved in and it got darker and darker and you saw less and less of anything besides Hoskins' face in the foreground. Yeah. He's like, which I hate. Yeah. Um, he was like, so that was a, a great thing I could correct digitally mm-hmm. is go back and oh, keep nice. the background oh, wow. light enough. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So we watched the remastered version, by the way. I. Clearly, that let me know. I was like, because yeah. I was like, I don't remember yeah. that. No, and it looks great. It's, yeah, wow. I'm so, I was like, this is a movie that I was like, oh, I can't wait to take screenshots. This is going to be one where I might have to do a double dose of screenshots mm. because I know I'm going to run out. I know. Another reason gonna... to follow us on the IG. Yeah. I love, I love screenshots. So you're so good at it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love when you do double sets, honestly. Oh, I only do that when I'm really, really like loving something. And I have like, like I did it with Malcolm X because it was like, oh man, there's no way. I accidentally double photoed with that. And I, oh, I was so <laughs> livid with myself. I was so livid. Yep. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, The Matrix. <laughs> I can't remember what else. But like I, I do it when there's a movie where I literally have like 10 like, because the Instagram only allows you 10, and I'm like, these 10 do not do injustice. Yeah. And yeah. I have to, like, I'm like, which one, which one, which one? And I'm like, I have to, I just have to do two because I can't handle. So. Oh, here's something you need to know John McKenzie also directed uh, Ruby, which I want to watch, uh, about Jack Ruby, who is the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, shit. Starring Danny Aiello as. Ruby. Wow. Uh, he directed that, but he also directed a little film called Quicksand. <laughs> wait. Is that the one with... Wait. So Michael Caine and Michael Keaton. Oh, my God. The two Michaels. That fucking movie. He yeah. directed that? He directed oh, my that, God. Yeah. That's a movie where... Good Lord. I mean, was... it was at the end of his... It was, I think it's the last movie he did. Shows. No offense. Yeah. Good Lord. That was rough. Mm-hmm. Even though Keaton was in it. We love a Keaton. We love a Kane. But oof. I'm hit or miss on Kane. Clearly he's yeah, someone who's Yeah. He has to be in the right movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hoskins, however. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there were apparently he and the writer and McKenzie were I don't know if they knew each other before this production, but definitely were friends during and after. Yeah. And according to the writer, he was like, I was always kind of the quiet one of the three of us. And I sometimes we'd go out to, you know, eat or whatever at a restaurant and they would get louder and louder. And I, you know, sometimes fights would break out and I would just go to the toilet and sometimes I'd come back and they'd be gone. And I'd be like, what happened? And the, <laughs> the owner of the restaurant would be like, I threw them out. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know if they were fighting with each, yeah, each other right. or other or people or what. Yeah, that's bonkers. <laughs> oh my! But god. also, he said. <laughs> apparently, he said to Barry Keith, the writer, like once he got cast in Roger Rabbit, he was like, "You have to understand. You have you have to understand." What? It just sounds like I'm trying to do. Yeah, something else. 
Christopher Walken. Yeah, no, that's that's. that's uh, he's like, <laughs> I like how you had to do Christopher Walken to say Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. He's like, I'm at a different fucking stratosphere now. <laughs> Can you imagine Bob Hoskins in, <laughs> in his accent? I and, love his like. Yeah, he just has that like. Yeah. Accent. And the panelists kept being. I was gonna try being, to do it, but I was like, no, I'm gonna fuck it up. The panelists kept being like, so is this like. Hoskins is so perfect in this. Is this like the role he was made to, you know, was this made for him? Was he born to do it or whatever? And the writer was like, well, I think Bob made every role he was cast in the one he was meant to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's a good actor. Yeah. You can clearly see his, his commitment is apparent. Yeah. Oh God, the fucking shower scene. Thank you for Goes on so long. I was really hoping sexy sax playing. It's hundred percent like it's. Gr- I love it because you know if it was a female lead, it would be you yeah. would be un it would be unremarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he'd be so used. To- He's just rubbing soap all over his fucking chest <laughs> in like slow motion. It's like for a Garnier so Fructis. Yes, legit. <laughs> Only the shampoo's going on his titties because he's so fucking hairy. Oh, you turned your mind. I was like, how do I not hear that? New from Vidal Sassoon. New from v- Vidal Sassoon. Garnier for cheese. <laughs> oh, shit. <What? laughs> Keith just did a little flourish. <laughs> no one could hear it, but it was What funny. were those? Oh, fuck. What were those commercials from like 10 years ago? Oh, mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. Were they shampoo commercials? Or? They were, yeah. And they were. I feel like they were very... The reason they stuck out for me was I was like, oh, right, I've aged out of being marketed to. These mm-hmm. are, I feel like, targeted at millennials, maybe, or younger. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was like, you know, some kind of edgy, <laughs> it was supposed to be like sexy, rocky soundtrack. But it was then like, you know, like a dude on one of those uh, roly pallets for working under a car, and he's under the car, and then up and pulls him out by his hair. <laughs> oh, and you were like, ooh. Yeah. But it was like, mm. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Keith's it just description. It's me of that stand-up that we follow. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, those might have been Fructis commercials. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, my God. Keith's losing it. He's losing it, y'all. Oh, man. 15 minutes? 35. Okay. I know. This is the thing where I, uh, it's so hard to. Oh, when, I didn't oh. give my analyses. Oh, okay. Like, I, okay. I, I was, forgot. Okay. I distracted myself. <laughs> yeah. By talking about shampoo. Hoskins is like new millennia. Yes. Uh, new London going forward. Part of the global community, but also. Well, Fuck you, America. Yeah. yeah we yeah. don't need you Yanks anymore. Yeah. Uh, fine. Great. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, meanwhile, he sh- is getting blown up by the IRA. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's a metaphor for England in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you get a shot of the Concorde. What's the Concorde? Supersonic transport. Oh. It's the plane he presumably Bob Hoskins arrives in. Oh, at the beginning. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. It didn't last much longer. <laughs> um. Oh, and I put on the subtitles for when he's in the back of the car with Jeff, and he was like, 
Nobody guessed where I was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so and so, Alan guessed uh, Health Farm. Yeah, I heard Health Farm. Right. Um, there were a couple of rumors about New York. And then he says, but no one guessed. And he's like, nah. Oh, okay. But presumably he was in New York talking to. Yeah. Let me caution and mm-hmm. his lawyer. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays the American Charlie. I was like, I feel like I've seen him before. He he's he plays Lemmy Caution in Eddie Constantine. Uh yeah, thank you. Uh what's his name? Jean Luc Godard. Mm-hmm. Alphaville. He plays the lead in Alphaville, which I don't I've watched. I don't mm-hmm. remember necessarily it's one of those movies I enjoy in concept and I loved referring to. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious to watch it again, but Lemmy Caution apparently is a is a character from comics, and it is an, supposed to be an American, like a Dick Tracy or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. wow! He's he's in other movies as a character, but anyway. Alphaville, girl. In the film Alphaville, the person who voices, uh. The AI that runs Alphaville okay. um, was voiced by a guy who I think had one of those voice boxes. Oh, wow. I, if I remember correctly. Wow. Alpha. Uh, the voice of Alpha 60 was performed by a man with a mechanical voice box replacing his cancer-damaged larynx who wanted to remain anonymous. So nobody oh, wow. His name. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's impressive. That's cool. They did. When was it? In the, like... <sighs> Late 60s. 60s? Okay. That's really cool. 65. Wow. So, like, yeah. I'm, I am always, like, that's, like, super interesting that they did it back then. You would think that they... I wonder like, how yeah. different it was or what it yeah. looked like. Yeah. That was fascinating. But shit, like, that's cool. Like Folks that's who like, had mechanical voice boxes in the 60s, get at us. Yeah, right. <laughs> How'd it work? Because they would put it up to their neck. Yeah. I don't know if it still works that way. But I don't know if they have like a thing that they just wear. Yeah. Or yeah. That's so wild to have to have that like taken out. Also like like the whole Can you just get those? I don't know. God, yeah, you to... might be able to. Yeah. Why don't they use those when you're doing ransom calls or whatever? <laughs> Cause I think because you're still talking. Girl. Girl's closing her eyes while I talk to her. Alpha 60, get at us. <laughs> you can cut all that out. Okube. Okube. Yes, sweet. Latigra. That's what he sounds like. Fans of Alphaville, not the band, the film, get at us. God, remember when we went to see? I love bringing this up. Remember when we went to go see the X in Chicago, and you said going to see the X in Chicago, and someone's like, "Oof, yeah, sorry, man, that sounds there, that's rough." And you're like, "No, no, the band, not my X." Also, the time we went, <coughs> to Chicago and hung out with our friend Brooke, and then I made a post about I was like spinning <laughs> the weekend with my two favorite ladies <laughs> or whatever. <coughs> and Jensen was like, oh my. 
I think it was like your birthday though. You spent yeah, your birthday there and you were like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. Also at the end when he's did the scene when Charlie and his lawyer are packing up, mm-hmm. you know, and he gives a little, little rant about fuck you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which is great. Yeah. But I like that he starts with the troubles are over. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like, hmm. Also, I, yeah, I like how they're, the Americans are like, yeah, we don't want to deal with this, which is hilarious. But like, well, just, and especially since they're supposed to be the mafia. I know. And they're, but they're like, yeah, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, it's, and he's like, nope, everything's fine. And they're like, bye. And I'm like, are they in on it? Like, are, do they know? I yeah. was because they don't. I mean, they do. They do a lot of stuff. The, the, what's impressive about this movie is they do the thing, which I, I, you know, if you've listened to this podcast long <laughs> enough, you know, I, I really enjoy when they do the like show don't tell, and so unless it's like unless the characters are finding out, they're not going to explain something. You know, it might be what's happening, but like you're seeing it from the characters' point right. of view. So if they don't realize something's going on, then it's a mystery and I really like that. And I feel like a couple things, I don't want to say like go unanswered in this movie or like, Oh, things are not, you know, fully explained, but they, but they wouldn't be explained, you know, right. like that's exactly how it would be. You'd be like, Oh shit, who were, you know, who sold me out? Who did this? Who did that? You don't know, you know? So I mean like Jeff, but Jeff dies and then it's, they still get him in the end, you know? So it's like, it, who was in on it? Were it, the, were it the Americans or were it someone else? No, it was just George Maharis, the the producer, counselor. The... Oh, the town counselor guy. Oh. oh, Jeff explains it all. Yeah, but then Jeff in dies. Of Clarissa, and then then George Harris dies. Yeah, and then like they get attacked at the end. Yeah. Razor gets killed and Yeah. What's the question? Who like that happens right after he goes to the Americans. Mm-hmm. And says the whole speech. It's just unrelated. Because it's all IRA. I know. I'm saying, but like they're saying we're not gonna deal with you because like all this shit's going on. I'm saying it's po- I think it's possible that the Americans because they're like he's like it's all taken care of and they're like, mm, okay, bye. And then immediately after, they're like, yeah, no, we know that you're, you know, that this is still happening mm-hmm. and then it still happens. So it's like, do they know? Were they part of it? Were they, are they going to like then go and work with the IRA? You know, kind of shit like that where it's like, ooh, you know, there was supposed to be a sequel too. I saw that. But there wasn't. And Barry Keefe said, you know, it's probably just as well, uh, you know, <laughs> sequels yeah, yeah, are yeah. always diminishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently the plot though was going to be about uh, Harold's fighting off Yardies, which are Jamaican gangs. Oh, yeah. Thank God it didn't happen. For control of the waterfront. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That would have been... <laughs> that really would have been... Yeah. I would have turded it up. Apparently it's a big deal. I don't know why. This is so much funnier. Uh, UK residents get at us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original line... when. Oh my God, calm down, girl. When he's at the pool and he's like, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, kept it discreet. We're going to bring an ice cream truck yeah. to transport Colin's body to an abattoir. Yeah. Abattoir. 
Harold, to keep it all incognito, they're going to collect the body in an ice cream van. There's a lot of dignity in that, isn't there? Going out like a raspberry ripple. In the script, it was chalk ice. Yeah. Bob Hoskins improvised raspberry swirl or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Apparently, it's way funnier. I think so. Because I think it's longer and it has Mm -hmm. an R sound. And it's fruity. It sounds gay. It's fruity. And you know how bitchy queers get when their looks are... Oh my God, Pierce Brosnan is like... Honeypot. Yes, does the honeypot to Colin, the gay guy. Oh my... 15-year-old Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) I know. It's his first feature film. It's his first feature film and he looks like he just graduated high school the year after this came out. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like he looks so fucking young he hadn't learned how to sculpt his eyebrows yet he's not actually irish is he i don't fucking know man i don't fucking know he had no lines his character had no lines right. but he decided to improvise the word hi oh in the shower yeah so he said <laughs> hi wow <laughs> can you imagine if he hadn't said that it would have been a, a totally scene. different film. I would have been like, what? I would have never known it was Pierce Brosnan. He's Irish. Okay. Shut sure. sure. Isn't Timothy Dalton... Oh, no. Timothy Dalton's Welsh? You need to, you need to look that up yourself. Oh, fuck. I barely remember who Timothy Dalton is. Who's Timothy Dalton? Well, he played Bond for a second as well. Oh. And he's in Flash. Flash. Oh, oh Flash Gordon. It's just called Flash, isn't it? It is? No, I thought it was called Flash right. Gordon. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it gives up immediately. Well, whatever. Okay, you're right. It's very clear that you're... <laughs> Would you recommend? 1,000%. Yeah, right? Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I would say if you... If you, yeah, there's not really a reason not to watch this. Like, it's, I mean, there's some violence in it. So if you don't like violence, then you're a pussy. And I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it's really, yeah, it definitely has some accent in language, <laughs> you know. And I would say subtitles are your friend. But, like, totally, totally interesting very like quick it was really fast paced like it there was no like like i really thought it was going to have like a really slow drawn out like plot and it was going to be lots of exposition or whatever and it's really literally it literally is like takes place over a weekend yeah and like over like a day i think it's like over a 24 hour period friday yeah and it's like, that's it. And it's it's. Well, just, I think it might be Sunday when they're leave, the Americans are leaving. Maybe I don't no, know. No, because they like. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I can't remember. No, we I don't. We do see at because, least one turn of night because. Yeah, know, we see one turn of night, but I so it, like Friday happens. <laughs> There's your noir title. Friday happens, 
And like, there's the explosion. He goes and he's asking about it. And then they're like, we're going to dinner. And he's like, sorry, you know, I couldn't make it. Yeah, it's after so, the... Because they get there in the morning. So it's like the same day, night. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the same night. And then they're like, you no, have 24 after hours. The, after they're in the abattoir where he's got everybody hung upside down, he's like, I'm calling on a night. And then right. you see him and Helen in bed. Yeah, did well, you? he's in bed and she's dressed and he's like, get yourself some breakfast. Yeah. So that's said, Saturday. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm not. But I feel like you were like interrupting what I was saying to oh, explain to me. I was saying it's the same night. Like they get there. The Americans get there in the morning. Yeah. All this like explosion and stuff happen. Bob Hoskins researches that a little bit. Then he goes and meets up with them and he's like, oh, sorry, I haven't been here. And, and you know, they lie and say it was, his mom was sick or whatever. And then. They go out to dinner, and at dinner, they say you have 24 hours to take care of right. it. And then he, at the 24-hour period, he's like, it's taken care of. And they're like, bye. So it's been like – a, it's basically mm. like a day and a half. So like, you know, they get okay. there in the morning, but it's like, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, it's like – And in that night, he's uh, – Yep. He's got razor burn. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it's so quick. Uh, <laughs> it's so quick. I don't know. I just. I. <clears throat> yeah, this movie does it well where it's like you don't know what the fuck is going on at yeah. first. Yes. So I think it, you know, like rewatching the beginning of it, I'm like, oh, there's that guy. That's that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, immediately it's like, oh, right. Uh, so but it took. It takes 30 minutes or something to really yeah. get a grip on mm-hmm. who is who and why. And I what. will say this is a heavy uh, name film where they're like, it's this person and that person did this. And so they talk yes. about people a lot. So that was hard for me because <laughs> I can't remember Especially names. with the accents. Yeah. Well, no, it was just they're like Walter and and – like, I knew who Colin was only because they referenced Colin being queer. And so right. I was like, okay, I know who Colin is. Um, also, yeah, they're like fully like, there's a scene at the beginning with Colin where he's like putting his hands on like another dude's thigh and they're like going to go home together or whatever and shit. I mean, they all die. But like, you know, it's it's unrelated to their homosexuality, one might say. Turns it's, out. It's just that they're part of this, you know, they're gangsters or whatever. But like. Yeah, like he's like very openly gay, and I'm like, mm, okay, here for this, like super yeah. cool. Uh, and then, um, but I read uh, it's supposedly Helen Mirren said that like the her it was her insistence that the character not just be like just like a I can't remember the term, but just like eye candy basically. So she insisted that her character have like oh, actual sure. substance. Nice. And that's why, yeah. Which I think adds to it, honestly. Absolutely. I think if she was just like a pretty face that was just there, it would, it would be, it would be really off kilter for, I don't know, it it adds a lot to it. So like, like her character's involvement in everything that's going on really makes it seem... Not more sinister, but like more organizational, organizational. Yeah. Organization. Organ, organ, organate, or. I said what I said. Um, yeah. And it's so, even by 1980, it's a boring ass trope to just have, you know, 
a, a table full of male gangsters yeah, exactly. and one yeah. hot lady or whatever. Yeah. Right. And I, li- I like... See, get Carter. Yeah. I like the part where... I really did like the part where they're all going out to dinner together and like Harris, who's like the lawyer or whatever. He's called... They call him councilman, but he's on the city council. Okay. okay. Um, and the deal is he's... I think this is what's... I've... He's on the take. The yeah. Cor- the corporation is yeah. paying him so that they can get things built. Right. Right. And they have the cop without who's... Without the normal... They hierarchy. have the cop who's but on the take. he employs Irish. Yeah. But um, the the cop is on the take too. But what I'm saying yeah, is I like... Yeah. I like the um, I like the part where they're all at dinner and it's Helen Mirren yeah. and then it's Harris and then it's the two Americans. Yeah. And they're having like a discussion and then Harris gets like fucking trash. You wrote a shit face. And it's like pissing everyone off mm-hmm. and it's just like sort of an aside that he's just like a fucking like loser basically and right. he orders a f- he's like let's have some bourbon and he they're all like no we want to leave and he goes to the counter he's like four doubles. <laughs> also like and Helen Mirren has like actively not been drinking because she was the right. driver <laughs> and she's just like <laughs> like she's not having alcohol because she's driving them, and he's like four doubles. <laughs> like what the fuck? Um, but yeah, like he's just making everyone uncomfortable. That was a really that I liked that because that like yeah, it was a great sort of like it just made the characters more realistic for me. With Absolutely, and not, it's like yeah. the only scene really of any length where there's no Hoskins. Yeah. And so you see a whole other dynamic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like pe- how people are behaving when right. he's not around. And I, yeah, it was a re- it was really really interesting and I really appreciated it. But yeah. And that's what makes an ensemble is when you get mm-hmm. to see It's pronounced all all. Oh, sorry. Mine in Spanish is nicked sergut. That's impossible no one knows nothing. Someone, somewhere, knows. I want the man who knows. Right. Who fancies what? He's Irish. 